save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. Star Wars 7x7, episode 837. Today I'm giving you the lowdown on new Star Wars fiction in Star Wars Insider Magazine, issue number 169. This is Turning Point, which claims to tie into Aftermath Life Debt by Chuck Wendig, but... Well, let's talk about it. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, this is Mike and Joe from the Cantina Cast. And you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and Turning Point by Michael Huff is a short story that just came out in the new issue of Star Wars Insider Magazine, and it claims, as I mentioned at the top, to tie into Aftermath Life Debt, but the honest truth is, is I don't exactly see how. I mean, first of all, I guess let's talk about the fact that this is a spoiler-filled episode, so that if you have not read the story and don't want it to be spoiled, then go read the story, and then come back and listen to the episode. And if you are cool with knowing all the details, then let's just dive into it. Now, maybe I shouldn't be admitting that I don't see the tie-in on this, but I really don't. The only thing that jumped out at me that you could say would define it as tying in is at the very end of the story, there is an emergency broadcast on a hollow recorder, and it's Princess Leia announcing that the Death Star has been blown up and Emperor Palpatine is dead. Now, for my review of Life Debt, the folks at Delray kindly sent me a digital copy of the book. So it's very cool to have it that way because then you can search it very easily. And so I put in the name of the city and the planet that they had featured in the story. I put in the names of every named character. There's a forest that is named in here. I put that in and I put in a couple of creatures that are mentioned in there and nothing. Nothing comes up in Star Wars Aftermath Life Debt that matters matches anything inside Turning Point. And technically speaking, since the emergency broadcast from Princess Leia is speaking of an event that's happening right then and there that nobody knows about yet, the fact that the Death Star has been destroyed over the Force Moon of Endor and that the tyrant Palpatine is dead, as she puts it in the recording, then, yeah, it takes place six months before even the original Aftermath novel. Or at least the main events of the novel, since we do see some stuff that happens in and around the galaxy in between that time period after the end of Return of the Jedi and the beginning of Star Wars Aftermath. And so that, as sort of a collector of stories, if you will, is a little bit frustrating. But the story itself is also frustrating in a way, because it ends up being sort of half-completed. The story ends on that note with the emergency broadcast and everybody just kind of standing there wondering, okay, what happens next? And maybe that's the intent of the story, to just leave you in that idea of, wow, once the word comes out, everybody is just utterly confused about what happens next. But, you know, I would like to see what happens next. So a bit of a cliffhanger and no indication yet that there's going to be a new story that follows up on the events of Turning Point. The gist of the story is this. There's an Imperial garrison in the capital city on the planet of Radi, R-A-D-H-I-I, not to be confused with Rada from the Star Wars Ahsoka novel. 
And four rebels that had been in prison there escaped, and escaped before they could be interrogated. So the Imperials have to go to this gentleman named Gorlin, who is an experienced tracker, and find them because they went down into something called the Zos, Z-O-E-S-S. Let's try Zos as a pronunciation. And the Zos is a wild forest, a lightning forest, in fact. And if you're not careful, the trees will rain down lightning on you, which is bad enough if it weren't for the fact that, of course, there are lots of really scary predators roaming around in the forest as well. Now, because of this electrostatic nature of the forest, the Imperials are not able to bring any devices that are electrical, basically, or have any sort of energy discharge. So even the stormtroopers have to take their helmets off. And so instead of blasters, the Imperials bring modified Wookiee bowcasters that can fire chargeless corals and do so mechanically. So maybe you could make an argument that there's a tie to life debt there because a good chunk of life debt takes place on Kashyyyk where the Wookiees live and the Wookiees have bowcasters and the Imperials got them through, you know, decades of enslavement and therefore aftermath life debt tie-in. Ta-da! Not so much. Anyway, so the Imperials led by Gorlin have to camp for the night because it's starting to get dark and they can't continue on in the forest at night, etc., etc. You know how that works. And so they camp out, but the rebels sneak back. They double back on their trail, figuring the Imperials must be behind them and try to get the drop on the Imperials. But the Imperials were ready for that. They had been in hiding places and it turns out Gorlin almost gets himself killed by one of the rebels. But the intended ambush turns into a stalemate, and Gorlin, who is sitting there thinking, well, this is the end for me probably as well, as the Rebels and Imperials face each other down, he takes a last look at a holo recording that he'd had playing of his wife and his kids playing, and that's when Leia's emergency broadcast breaks through, distributing the news about the destruction of the Death Star and Emperor Palpatine's death. And Gorlin has to yell, stop fighting to them, so that he can actually hear it, and so the rest of them can hear it. And they, of course, are confused and don't know what to do next. And Gorlin can only think that the words he just yelled, stop fighting, are the only words he can really say that are appropriate to the situation. And for me, this, rather than being a short story, is almost more like a chapter in a novel where there should be something picking up right after that. That would be a great way to end a chapter of a novel, but alas, it is not. It is just the short story, and like I said earlier, no indication yet that it is going to be continued in any way. In fact, I think the only things that they've done to continue things are with the Blade Squadron stories, where they've had four installments of those. And they don't necessarily follow one on the other. I mean, the first two did. There was a part one and a part two. But they don't necessarily happen as you know evolving stories, per se. They are stories of the Blade Squadron, and they take place a little bit later and a little bit later. But yeah, it's not part of one larger story. They don't seem to be doing anything serialized like that with Star Wars Insider stories. But hey, maybe they should. I'd love to know what you think about that. Do you think Star Wars Insider should try something serialized one of these days? Have your say at the comments of the blog post for the show's episode at SW7x7.com. So that's Turning Point for you. Well executed. It's a first-person story as well. Not too common, but nice refreshing change. Frustrating, ultimately, in that it drops off where it does and that the advertised tie to Aftermath Life Debt is really tenuous at best. But if you saw a tie-in that I missed, then please do share it in the comments of the blog post for the show's episode. Now, I do have a trivia question hanging on the other side of the break for you, so stay tuned for that. Hey, Rebel Rouser. 
you're listening to this podcast, maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story too. Luckily, we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com slash SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles, anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com slash SW7X7. All right, I'm back with your trivia question for you, but I don't know if these cuffs are necessary. Can you be trusted without your shackles? No, for the love of Dak, it's just a trivia question and an answer from yesterday. Last time I asked you how Rey defeated the hyperdrive problem on the Millennium Falcon, and it's because she just bypassed the compressor. Today's question, what does Han Solo call BB-8? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you stow away on a Trade Federation landing craft, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And please support the podcast by joining us on Patreon at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a short negotiation, it's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7 We hope you love it.